Hello, friends. This is Emily Trinkus. Today is March 14th, 2023. And I wanted to send out a special astrology update because we're in the midst of some very extreme times. The entire month of March is a huge turning point because Saturn just changed signs on March 7th. Um, that was the first time Saturn has entered a new sign since uh, March of 2020. When Saturn enters a new sign, we start a new chapter and it is not subtle. <laughs> and also later this month on the 23rd, Pluto is going to change signs. Pluto is going to move into Aquarius for the first time since 1798. So this is another quite epic change. And this month, of course, we also have spring equinox coming up on March 20th, which marks a you know whole new astrological cycle. It's when 2023 really gets rocking. But leading up to the equinox and then uh, the day after the equinox will be an Aries new moon, the first of two. That's really catalyzing things into motion. Um, but before all of that happens... We have this week and what's happening today, later today, um, 7.08, actually 8.08 p.m. Mountain Time, where I am. Um, so that will be 9 p.m. Eastern Time and 6 p.m. Pacific Time. Um, we have the last quarter moon. And this last quarter moon is not your typical last quarter moon. So let me just say a little bit about what a last quarter moon is and then why this one is so uh, special, dynamic, extreme, intense, etc. Um, and I'll break that all down. So in terms of the, the monthly lunar cycle, this cycle started with the new moon in Pisces on February 20th. And that was a very powerful new moon because it was a super new moon. And the new moon in Pisces is a lot about planting seeds for your big dreams, for your ideals, for your higher vision, um, dreaming into the new cycle that will start with March equinox, with the spring equinox. And Pisces being the last sign of the zodiac, there's also a lot of endings that happen during Pisces season. Um, we're tired, it's the end of the year, or the end of this astrological cycle. Um, it's time to rest and regenerate and release. And um, so both the time of letting go of the past, dissolving the past, releasing the past, surrendering what's no longer in alignment. Pisces is a lot about our, our soul selves, our spiritual selves, what's really not in alignment with where our soul is calling us next, what's got to go as part of the preparation for that equinox rebirth. And then it's also a time of dreaming, using our imaginations. What do we want to create? What are we, what's this new energy that we're dreaming into these new chapters that are so profound this month of March. So this cycle peaked at the full moon in Virgo that was on March 7th what's coming to light, what's coming to fruition, how's that working, what's not working, and the full moon in Virgo, a lot about tuning into our gut instincts, our gut intuition, what's real, what's not real, what changes can we make, what small adjustments, Virgo's all about little things can make a big difference, um, and what's actually happening in our environment, Pisces can also, this Pisces season we're in, can also stir up some illusions, um, you know, whether that's illusions coming at us from 
media and you know what whatever the the messaging is who the hell knows what what's being thrown at us next um but also our own illusions in terms of our worries and anxieties and fears and freakouts about the future um using our imagination in a not so positive way and then the virgo full moon helped us to see okay what's real what's right here right now in my environment um what can i do about things what what is what am I not supposed to, you know, what do I, what's beyond me to do that I just need to turn over to the higher power, turn over to Pisces land, accept, forgive, surrender, etc. Okay. And now we're at the last quarter and the last quarter moon, also known as the waning half moon. So this is where we see the half moon in the sky and it's going from more light to more dark. And this is the time when you know, we can think back to what were those dream seeds we planted at the new moon and what what's our priority now in terms of what do we really want to follow through on? Um, what's in alignment? What's in in our integrity? What's a priority? And what do we maybe need to let go of? Because we've only got a week left of this cycle before we have a, another new moon. Um, so this is, you know, there's there's some tension here in terms of how are we bringing this to a close, what needs to get done, um, you know, squares, uh, the, the uh, half moons are when the sun and moon are in a square to one another. And that's tension and friction. And that tension and friction can also be like a positive form of pressure, like, oh, shit, I need to get this done. Time's running out here. Okay, what's really important. Um, so typically, there is something to cut away or to release at the waning half moon at the last quarter. And this one, like I said, is especially intense. Why is that? Because as the moon in Sagittarius comes into a square with the sun in Pisces, the sun is also conjunct Neptune. Um, so, and Neptune, the modern ruler of Pisces, um, this really makes that Piscean energy even more extreme. What is extreme Piscean energy? Well, that can be confusion, that can be overwhelm, that can be heightened sensitivity, the sense of like, it's all too much, I don't know. Um, Piscean energy, Neptunian energy can be quite foggy and mysterious. And it gets even foggier and more mysterious and more confusing when we are trying to um, figure it out, when we're like doubling down on our rational analytical mind to try to get the answers and get it right. And, oh, things are confusing. I got to figure it out. Yeah, that that's not going to help out. <laughs> that doesn't help. What is helpful and, and let me say, too, that also Mercury, the planet of the mind and perception and communication, Mercury is also in Pisces and also coming into a conjunction with the sun and a conjunction with Neptune, um, which will all happen um, later this week. Um, I think that's on Thursday. Um, so this this Piscean pileup, this Neptunian pileup is really calling for deep communion with our inner world, with our soul selves, our spiritual selves, our higher selves, our, you know, with the great mystery, with source itself. And so in other words, to, to find the answers, to understand, to know, well, we might not need to know, right? This is, we're on a, a need to know basis here. So it's not so much about trying to get the answer or figure it out as much as 
using our feelings and intuition to feel our way forward, right? Feeling our way forward in the mystery. Um, I, I often think when Neptune is very strong, it's, um, I used to live in Oregon and I loved walking on the Oregon coast, walking on the beach. And often the fog was really thick and you literally could not see your hand, you know, a foot in front of you. So you're just like feeling your way forward, right? And that's how Neptune can feel. Um, so feeling your way forward and really focusing more on what's going on internally, what's going on energetically, what's going on at the level of frequency or vibration versus trying to make some mental understanding of it or make some perfect plan or figure out how it's going to happen or what's going to happen. This is very much, yeah, very much a, a feeling journey and an inward journey. Okay, so the other big deal that's happening here, and um, I, I posted the link to the chart if you want to, for those astro geeks out there who want to have a visual and check out the chart. Um, if you're looking at the chart, we see the moon down near the bottom of the chart in the third house. And we can ignore the houses. I'm not interpreting the houses. I just I did this chart for where I am in Colorado. Um, the houses would change based on your location. But here we're just paying attention to how the planets are relating to each other. So we see the moon in Sagittarius down at the bottom of the chart and a red line going over to the Pisces contingent over in the sixth house on the right, Mercury, Sun, Neptune. And then we see another red line going up to the ninth house and that planet up there is Mars. Now we're at a very exciting moment with Mars because as of tomorrow, March 15th, Mars will be out of its retrograde shadow. In other words, we've been in the influence of Mars retrograde since September 3rd. This is a six month cycle that we've been in. And while Mars has been retrograde, this and Mars only goes retrograde every two years. That's why it's a big deal. And Mars is our sense of direction. It's our desire nature. It's our passion. It's our motivation. Um, you know, what do I want? Where am I going? Um it's also our vital life force energy. So while Mars has been retrograde, this has been a time of, I don't know what I want. I don't know where I'm headed. Uh, I don't know what gets me out of bed in the morning. Maybe nothing right now, right? A time when we tend to feel less motivated, less clear about where we're going. And it's a great time to be asking a lot of questions about that and rethinking, doing all the rewords, rethinking, reviewing, renewing, regenerating, reconnecting. And this Mars retrograde started out in a square to Neptune. So when Mars turned retrograde, which was at the end of October, again, we entered the retro shadow. We, we entered this influence on September 3rd, but Mars turned retrograde at the end of October. When it did that, it was in a square to Neptune. So this whole cycle has been flavored by Mars-Neptune. Well, what is Mars-Neptune? I was born with Mars-Neptune. I'm majoring in this one. So if Mars is my desire, what do I want? Me, me, me. <laughs> Mars is also our sense of individuality, right? And, and our assertion. And Neptune is the ocean. And Neptune is one of the transpersonal planets, one of the outer planets. So it's forces larger than little me. So a lot of what Mars-Neptune is about, in my experience, is not my will, but thine. So having to really tune into 
not just, you know, my immediate, what do I want in the moment, right? But but tuning into that deeper level of, okay, what's what's my soul really longing for? And what's really in divine alignment? Where am I being guided, right? So this this has been a Mars retrograde where we've been learning a lot about not pushing, um, not pushing to make my agenda happen, but more like a subtle tuning into what where do I really want to go or where or where does the great you know great mystery really want me to go and um and also really paying attention to our sensitivity that's another Neptune theme Neptune is the part of us that feels our connection with all life it's the part of us that um, feels the suffering of the world that feels um, that we're not separate Right. And that, you know, my actions affect the whole. So part of Mars Neptune also is how am I um, kind of handling that that sensitivity? Am I overriding my sensitivity? Oh, I I don't want to feel this. So let me just do something. And if I'm busy doing things, then I won't have to feel those deeper feelings. Um, But by not feeling those deeper feelings, we're we're not getting the messages from our soul. Right. Our our um, bigger selves, our infinite selves speak to us, you know, through our feelings, through our intuition. And if we're being, you know, if we're all over the place with our energy, and that's part of the the shadow of Mars being in Gemini. Mars has been in Gemini since August, it's been spending forever in Gemini. And part of the shadow or distortion of Mars in Gemini is scattering our energy, being overly busy. Um, we're all over the place. And also, this is a lot of mental energy, Gemini, it's a sign ruled by Mercury, the mind. So the the not so useful combination of Mars in Gemini and Neptune in Pisces would be a very, you know, we're scattered, we're diffused, we're distracted, our energy is all over the place, our mind is all over the place, we're consuming all sorts of media and then just getting more confused by the inundation of information. I don't know what's true, I don't know what's real, I don't know who I am, I don't know where I am. Ah! Right. Um, and again, the 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 higher potential here is um, releasing or separating from or setting some boundaries around all of the distractions and all of the unproductive places our energy might be going and instead focusing into and really um, tending to and um, turning that attention toward my deeper self toward my my that subtle voice of intuition where where am i being guided what's really going to be of service yeah there are 40,000 things i could be doing that might be kind of interesting and kind of cool but what's you know what's the most you know useful expression of my life force energy and and by useful i really mean maybe that's a very virgo way to to talk about it since uh, virgo is all about being useful and practical but this is like most useful on a soul level like where am i directing my energy or am i directing my energy in a way that's really going to be fulfilling at a soul level or am, am i just distracted and scattered and diffusing it all over the place and then just ending up feeling exhausted. And with Mars-Neptune, um, it, it can actually be quite helpful to make it clear what's what's exhausting us, what's draining our energy, 
if it's draining our energy, that is not in alignment with our soul selves, right? Um, or what's inspiring us, what feels inspiring, what feels energizing. And that's what we're feeling into here. Because, you know, ideally, this Mars retrograde has been a strengthening process, a strengthening of our connection with our deep self, a strengthening of our sense of purpose and service. And um, where, you know, where am I headed? Um, how can I best utilize my energy? And as we come out of this Mars retrograde, now this is like Mars coming back online, our, our Martian selves coming back online, where we do have the clarity to move forward. And we do have the, the energy, the vitality to move forward. And we feel stronger and more confident and more clear about who I am at that deep soul level and how I want to express that. Okay. And as Mars comes out of this retrograde cycle, it has this last dance, this last hurrah with Neptune. And that is exact today, just the day before Mars officially comes out of its retrograde. And so this is where we don't want to, um, again, go into that, that shadow potential of just feeling inundated or... Um, if things don't seem clear today, you know, this is this is not a day of clarity, <laughs> or at least not a day of clarity um, in terms of our mental understanding. So this is this is again the big surrender and the big release, and the fact that this is being punctuated by the last quarter moon, punctuated by the moon in an opposition to Mars, the moon in a square to Neptune, right? This is like this mega activation of Mars as it's coming out of its retro shadow. So this is where we don't want to go into like total freak out or total collapse or total overwhelm. This is more like Mars's last pass through, through the ocean, through the tidal wave. We don't want to drown. We just want to float. We want to float. We want to surrender. We want to go with the flow and what's really, you know, since Mars is about action, right? Mars is the action planet. And so what we don't want to do is, again, to override our feelings, our sensitivities, even our confusion. We don't want to, like, override that in order to push forward because we think we should be doing something or we think we should know something. So, well, let me just do something. No, this is more about action that arises from the place of being very relaxed and surrendered, you know, and, and this idea that the more relaxed we are, the bigger our breaths, you know, that we're taking, the more we're in that just, you know, peaceful, open, receptive, right, very Piscean place. Pisces is a very yin sign. This is the exaltation of Venus in Pisces. So super feminine in the sense of being super receptive, super open, super relaxed, you know, present, ah, then it's like, okay, what action arises from that place? And maybe there's no action. Maybe today is not a day of action. It doesn't need to be. This could be a place of um, being and feeling and listening, really deep listening to our deeper selves. And if there's not an action that feels in alignment, then you know, if there's not an action naturally arising from that place of, 
being relaxed and surrendered and trusting, trusting this mysterious unfolding, then it's not time to act, you know? And, you know, so, so there's a, a deep trust here um, that's being called for. And that is, you know, part of the, the essence of Pisces is faith, is trust. Um, and, you know, just in terms of this being a very extreme moment, and of course, we're, we're seeing extremeness in the world right now, this is also Pluto at the very end of Capricorn. Pluto at the 29th degree of Capricorn, the last degree. Um, again, Pluto is going to change signs, going to move into Aquarius on March 23rd. Pluto's been at the last degree of Capricorn for weeks now, and now it's like, ah, the very end of the end as we move toward that March 23rd date. And so I find it rather poetic that Pluto went into Capricorn in 2008, Hmm, what was happening in 2008? Um, Capricorn represents, among other things, it is social structures and systems, including economy, right? And, and here we are with Pluto now, you know, 2008, we saw a lot happening on that front and collapses and, you know, a recession on various levels happening um, right as Pluto entered Capricorn. And now as Pluto is about to exit Capricorn, here we are again with it seems like the, the banking system is, you know, it has begun its collapse. Um, and this is appropriate to Pluto and Capricorn. Pluto and Capricorn is about the destruction, the dismantling of the systems that are no longer serving us. And, you know, anyone who's who's done a deep dive into or even a not very deep dive into how our economy works and that we have a debt-based economy and how banks work and what's really going on there in terms of our money system, we know this is not a sustainable system. This is not a system that serves the highest good of all of us, right? Um, it's actually quite destructive and punishing. And um, yeah, it doesn't, you know, we have an economic system based on expanding markets and destroying, uh, well, uh, destroying resources, basically, or converting living, the the living into the dead, um, taking uh, natural resources, i.e. the earth, i.e. life, and turning it into products and ever expanding more and more, more and more, more destruction means more wealth for a few people. Anyway, <laughs> my, my rant on the economy aside, you know what I'm talking about. So, the, you know, yes, that's, that's not a happy thing for people who are losing money. Um, going into a depression or a recession, not not fun times. But this is, you know, if we can trust that there's a cycle of death and rebirth, and that this is a time to create new systems, new financial systems, new economies, new social structures um, that are more beneficial for more people, for or for life in general, then we can see that, you know, if we can zoom out and see that from a much bigger perspective, we can see that ultimately this could be a good thing. Right. But in the moment, it feels very extreme and can feel very scary. And this is, again, where we want to lean into that sense of faith and also leaning into, again, coming back to our inner state. Am I, am I adding to the freak out by being in a state of worry and anxiety and fear and focusing on the fear and how bad things are and how bad things are going to get? Blah, blah, blah. How's that helping? Hmm. Um, Pisces, right? This is about our, our frequency, our vibration, our feeling state, or am I imagining, hey, what could be better? 
like what might be a, a, a positive outcome or let me dream up some new system or see who else is out there, you know, who are the visionaries out there who are dreaming up new ways of doing economy, et cetera, right? There is a way we can lean into a more um, positive way to be in relationship to what's happening in the world, what's unfolding in the world. Um, so over the next couple of days, you know, like I said, today, super extreme with Mars's square to Neptune. And let me just say as a reference point, or maybe two reference points, um, Mars was exactly square Neptune for the first time on October 12th. So you could look back in your own life and see, hmm, what was happening then? Where was I at then in terms of where I was putting my energy, where I was putting my attention, what I was focused on? Um, Mars was square Neptune for the second time when Mars was retrograde on November 19th. So again, what was what was happening in your world then? And then this is the third and final time. And some of the, you know, I, I did a whole class on Mars retrograde. I think that I did that back in September as we were just coming into the, this influence. And um, I'm going to just uh, give, I know many of you out there may have seen that already. I'm just going to give you the link for that. It's been available on my site in the gift for anyone who wanted to, um, who wanted to see it. But I'm just going to share the link in case that gives you any support during this time and helps you understand like what the, what these six months have been about? What have they been asking of you? Um, how might we emerge from this time? And um, and then also I, I, I'm going to share with you some prompts, some writing prompts in case you feel like doing a little bit of journaling. Like this is such a powerful time for reflection. And my friend Jen Violi and I did a Mars retrograde writing retreat back in, I think, December um, called The Body of the Soul. And Jen came up with some really amazing writing prompts for us. So I want to share some of those for you, too, as a way to kind of work with these energies and, um, you know, help you reflect on what this period has been about. Um, and um, and I want to mention, too, that just, you know, to put this last quarter moon and this Mars square Neptune and all this, you know, powerful Neptunian energy over the next couple of days, as in um, tomorrow, Wednesday, will be the sun's exact conjunction with Neptune. On Thursday, Mercury will be conjunct Neptune, and the sun will be square Mars. So it's like what's happening today continues for the next couple of days. Um, and I'll also say that on Thursday, Venus will be exactly square to Pluto, um, Venus acting as an, you know, sort of activating or catalyzing these last, you know, these last degrees of Pluto in Capricorn. And Venus, yes, Venus is the goddess of love, but Venus also represents money and in terms of the world, you know, can represent the financial system. So, um, so I, I want to say too, that since this last quarter moon, this is a week before, um, well, equinox is next Monday, the sun moves into Aries, there's this sense of rebirth, but then even more powerful, the day after the equinox will be a new moon at zero degrees of Aries, in other words, at the very first degree of the zodiac. So next Tuesday's new moon is a super powerful, um, like, jumpstart, and, you know, well, actually, you know, next week in general, let's just say like, okay, then we really come into Aries season 
There's a lot of fire. There's a lot of beautiful energy for new beginnings, kind of this clean slate, start over, let's go, just do it, take a risk, um, take action on these big dreams that have been percolating during Pisces season. So as we're closing out this Pisces season, this you know, as we're coming out of the sun in Pisces over the next week, closing out this Pisces new moon cycle, this is really asking us for a big letting go, a big surrender, right? What's what what is not coming with me into that exciting new chapter that I'm going to start in Aries season? Um, you know, so we're feeling into those big dreams, right? Here in Pisces land, um, great time to fantasize about the future. Great time to tune into, yeah, what does my soul really want to create? What is my soul longing for? You know, when Neptune is strong, that really brings us into our longings. And and this is a time, this, there's so much support for releasing right now, for releasing what is not going to support us moving forward, what's not part of the big dream. Um, and even doing some sort of physical letting go like I have a box that's half full that's gonna go to the thrift store um that you know stuff I'm giving away stuff that is cluttering up my space stuff that I don't need and I want to fill it today and then bring it tomorrow so it's it's that that energy of emptying out and you know and getting rid of things can be a symbolic um, emptying out and also a way of releasing old energy, right? Um, I think this is also a great time to be in or near water, right? Neptune, Pisces. Um, and if you don't have a, a handy body of water to jump into, um, you could also take a bath, you know, salty, salty, Epsom salty bath to clear your energy or sea salt bath, you know, clear your energy, release you know, and have an intention around which energies you're releasing as you, you know, drain the water from the bath, right? So it's, it's a really good time to do those kinds of, you know, ritual and practical um, actions to really demonstrate your letting go. You know, it's a, this is a big release time. And, um, you know, and including the fact that Pluto is at the end of Capricorn, and that means it's moving out of the Capricorn sector of your chart and you're again you're you're ending a, a cycle you're ending a phase so what do you not want to bring into the new phase okay that's what i have to say here again i will um share some some prompts and a link to my mars retro class and um and i also want to mention that the i, I do a six-month group called emily's astroverse and if you're part of the group, you receive every new moon and full moon call. Those get sent to you automatically, usually a day or so before anyone else knows about them. And also that means you can join me in a monthly live stream on Zoom where, and these have been super powerful where, you know, it's mostly, you know, we check in on the current astrology, but then really just share what's what's going on how are these wild energies playing out in your own life it's been a, a real source of support and nourishment and inspiration for a lot of people and also if you're part of my group um, you get a discounted rate on personal readings and you can also share your offerings with our community so um, that's going to start you know officially with the Aries new moon but I'll be sending out that the Aries new moon recording probably tomorrow 
um, Thursday at the latest. So uh, I will put the link to if you're curious or interested in joining my Astroverse. Um, and I want to mention too, I'm doing a free event on the Equinox. I'm teaming up with my friend Rita Roberts, who is an intuitive artist, and she creates these amazing soul circles, um, sort of channeling the energies. So she's going to be drawing in real time a soul circle for the equinox as I'm talking about it, as I'm talking about what the energies are. That that event is totally free. Um, you don't need to sign up. I'll just share the Zoom link. So I hope to see you next Monday. I hope to see you in the next Astroverse. Um, wishing you just a really easeful and graceful and relaxed transitional time. You know, this is a time to just like surf the cosmic waves, not to drown, you know, to kind of float <laughs> and surrender to the energies. Again, not getting all caught up in our crazy minds. This is a time where people can go into crazy town. Obviously that's not where we want to go. So this is more about like clearing away the distractions, not, not getting our heads all caught up in crazy media stories, but staying present with our feelings, with our intuition. And it could be a time of really profound insights into our deeper selves. All right, that's what I have to say for now. Lots of love and bye for now.